I want to continue with the message I started last uh, Sunday, and I'm going to go real quick. I have a lot, but I'll go very quickly this morning. Father, I just want to thank you for your great love and for your mercy. Speak to us today and give us understanding. I know you've heard this prayer. I know that you are touching your people. I know that you are blessing your people even right now. Your word will change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the, the key thing that was secret in the Old Testament, secret, that they wanted to know, all the prophets, they wanted to know. They knew Jesus was coming to the earth. They knew and they looked forward to it. Uh, it was common knowledge that there was somebody that was coming into this world that will change the world, that will change the way people lived on the earth. God made it very clear to the people. And Solomon, wisest man apart from Jesus, that's ever lived, God gave him that revelation too. And God gave him the revelation that God is coming into the world, God is coming into the world, born as the Son of God. And this is what uh, Solomon gave to us. I ended up with this but last uh, Sunday. Solomon asked, Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? That's Proverbs 30 verse 4. Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Even Solomon didn't know. I'm sure he would have loved to know his name. This name is a powerful, powerful name. I don't think we have, we have a full understanding of what the name of Jesus can deliver to us in this present life. It's not knowing about the name. Most people know about the name. And they use the name of Jesus flippantly. It doesn't mean anything to them. But for Solomon, he was in his heart wanting to know the name. The name of Jesus. This powerful name that God has given to us. This name can change a man's life. A woman's life. This name can bring healing into your life. This name can deliver you from trouble. Regardless of what trouble is coming to your life. This name, the name of Jesus, it was a secret in their time. It wasn't revealed. They couldn't know it. All the prophets, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, they wanted to hear. Jesus even said to us, he said to his disciples, blessed are your eyes. Because you see, great men of old, they knew he was coming. And there the disciples were sitting right in his presence. So he told them, you are, your eyes are blessed. Your ears are blessed. That you're hearing the things that angels wanted to hear. Things that the prophets of old wanted just to hear those words coming from, from the master. And today, people... It doesn't mean much to people. Great words 
Your ears are blessed because of the things you're hearing. Things that could transform your life. Make you more than an ordinary human. That's what the word is saying. This great name given to us. In Luke chapter 1 verse 31, the name was unveiled finally. When the angel Gabriel came and was speaking to uh, to, uh, Mary. And he says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name for the first time revealed in the world, Jesus. You call his name Jesus. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it tells us this. But when the fullness of time had come, so they waited for him to come. They wanted to know the name. But it wasn't yet time. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. The word there, born, the literal meaning of that is the word made. Made of a woman. Made of a woman. You go back to Genesis. Where God said, the seed of the woman will bruise your head. So uh, Eve knew there was going to be a special seed. I believe that the devil himself knew there was going to be a special seed. And I, I believe personally that he thought the first child from Eve or the second one of those will be the one that was going to undo him. So he made one a murderer and he murdered the other one. Trying to get the son. He's always wanted to get that one. He tried to get Moses, he missed him. But Moses wasn't the one. He tried to get Jesus, he missed him also. So Satan himself knew that this special person was coming into the world. Now, if you read in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5, he's so clear there. Many times we're thinking Mary had something to do with it. No, the Bible said, yeah, she had something to do with it because she gave birth to Jesus. But if you read in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5, he says, God made him a body. Sacrifice and offering, you wouldn't. A body God prepared in the womb of Mary for the word of God. Before he came into the world, he was the word. Three that bear witness in heaven. The father, the, the word, and the spirit. And so the father prepared a body for him. And the son came into that body. And his name is called Emmanuel. God with us, my wife alluded to that. Jesus, the Savior. That means he, say, he can save you. Notice what Jesus means, Savior. He means he can save you from whatever. If he's causing you a problem, Jesus can save you from it. He can deliver you from it. He is the Savior. Now, what happened... With Adam and Eve, after they sinned, 
was totally more than a nightmare. What happened to us because of their transgression? More than a nightmare. Fear for the first time replaced faith in the world. We'll come into that. Fear for the first time replaced faith in the world. And then along with that came poverty, sickness, disease, want, and a host of other evil things to the man that God created to have dominion over all things. You think God's heart was broken? I know his heart was broken. That was not what he intended. That was painful to the father. But with the birth of the son and the giving of this name, we come into that. The giving of this name to us, the nightmare at last can be over in your life. If you're going through a, a situation right now and you believe that this is not what you really want for your life, I agree with you. It's not what God wants for you in your life. You're going through a nightmare. The name of Jesus, he was born, was given to you. You can be free. No matter how terrible that situation is, God can come into that situation and give you true freedom. Fear is a spirit. Faith is also a spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Faith is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Let me read this scripture to you. In, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. He says, then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Where are you? So he said, Adam replied, I heard your voice in the garden. And what? I was afraid. That's the first time man expressed fear. Not fear of the devil, of God. Can you imagine? Fear drives you away from all that's good. Fear will attract everything that's evil. Fear was what was driving Adam and Eve from God. Fear is a spirit. They were afraid. And faith also is a spirit. And that's why the Bible tells us very clearly. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. And in Second Timothy, verse one, verse, uh, verse seven, he tells, uh, chapter one, verse seven, he tells us there that you, God, did not give us the spirit of fear. Fear is the spirit. 
But you, he gave us the spirit of love, of power, of love, and of a, a sound mind. So fear is a spirit. And the birth of Jesus came to deliver us from every fear. You notice when Jesus is dealing with any human and there's a terrible situation and he knows they're anxious, they're fearful, the first thing he tells them, even before doing anything, he tells them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The woman who had the son that died and they were going to bury, oh, it just, it reveals so much the love of Jesus for mankind. You need to read uh, Proverbs chapter 8 and see how much Jesus loved mankind from the beginning. Every human being is so special to him. And if you don't feel that way, it's because you've allowed Satan into your life. If you think God has forgotten you, that's because you've forgotten that God truly loves you and you've allowed Satan to lie to you. God will always love you regardless as long as you are in this human form now when you die and you leave this human form it's a different story because now you're no longer just human in the flesh your spirit god deals with spirit differently but as long as you are in this flesh no matter how far you've gone no matter how evil you are he still loves you and will deal kindly with you and seek to deliver you you know, that woman, she was going, she was weeping, and they had the uh, people carrying the coffin or uh, going to the burial ground to bury this uh, uh, young man. And Jesus saw what was happening. Uh, if I were Jesus, what I'd do is go straight to the, to the child and raise the child up, right? That's what you'll do. He didn't do that. He went to the woman first. And was comforting her. Don't be afraid. And then went back to the child. And raised the child up. That's how much he loves. When you are in pain. He feels it. He wants to free you. And that's what. The name. Brings to us. It tells us in Psalm 91. When you know his name. His name will deliver you from trouble because you know his name his name will guarantee that your prayers are answered he will call upon me and i will answer him i'll deliver him from trouble i'll be with him in trouble but i'll deliver him from trouble his name will bring honor into your life that means you don't have to suffer disgrace in this life I believe that so much. You don't have to suffer shame. If you suffer shame in the past, now just draw closer to God. I believe this is very firmly and I pray and I'm, I'm speaking to you and I cried out to the Lord, God, help us to believe. You can never suffer shame with Jesus in your life unless you allow it. Unless you allow it. He's giving us authority to use his name. He was born so we can use his name. Let me read to you what uh, Zachariah said, the father of John the Baptist. He couldn't talk because God knew if he talked, 
Uh, if he allowed him to speak before John was born, he'll destroy the miracle. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. You might stop God. <laughs> God says, I'm in a... And you know what? He was not... God didn't only... God didn't only uh, stop him from being able to speak. If you read the scripture carefully, he couldn't hear either. You know, God didn't want anybody to tell him anything. And he wasn't going to tell anybody anything. Be quiet. And don't hear. Meditate only on what I told you. How do we know this? It's when John the Baptist was born, Elizabeth said, his name is John. They said, no way. We don't have anyone in this family named John. And so they went to him and they made signs to him. Right? You remember? They made signs to him. Would you make signs to somebody who can hear? He couldn't hear. Think about it. But God opened his ears and his mouth at the same time. When John was born, as soon as he wrote, his name is John, because that's what Gabriel told him. His mouth opened and then he started speaking. And, 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 and God transformed this one man into a prophet. He was a priest. He became a prophet. In this particular day and spoke to us about what God was doing in, in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 70. He says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. Those prophets, Enoch, Noah, these people preached. Read the scriptures, they preached, they were prophets. But they all knew he was coming. Since the world began that we, that you and I, should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers. When God comes upon your, into your life, you need mercy. He gives you mercy. When God gives mercy, that's healing, that's deliverance, that's wholeness. When the blind man said, have mercy on me, he was asking to be healed. Son of David, have mercy on me, heal me. When Jesus had compassion, mercy, he healed the whole crowd. Here, yeah, that's why he came. Zechariah was telling us that. He is to perform the mercy promised. Do you expect God to keep his promise? Do you keep your promise? When God made a promise that Jesus was coming to perform his mercy in my life, in your life. To show you mercy every time you need mercy. And mercy means his goodness upon your life. To perform the mercy promise to our fathers. And to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. This, guess, watch this now. To grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without what? Fear. We don't have to be afraid. No fear of sickness. Amen. No fear of poverty. No fear. I got this addiction. I can never be free. Yeah, you can have it, but God will find a way to get you out. Whatever He takes, He'll do it because of His love. No fear. 
To grant. That means God has granted it. It's now yours. You can have it. To grant to us that we being delivered from the hands of our enemies. Whether they are human enemies or spirit enemies, God can deliver you from them. They can hurt you. We serve him without fear in holiness or in righteousness all the days of our life. Not someday, every day. That's what Jesus came to do for us. What we need to do is to make room for him in your life. Make room for him. You know, I was reading about some, you know, something some Christian men wrote that uh, in most Christian homes uh, where Jesus lives with them, they have uh, some signs in certain rooms where they say, please don't go in there. And so Jesus is allowed to move around different parts of their home, but this particular room, they don't want him there. And they shut the door and they lock it and keep the key. That's part of your heart. Is there an area of your life where you don't want Jesus to go? You don't want him to go there? Some people are afraid that God was going to call them into the ministry. He's going to call them into the ministry, full-time ministry. And now, oh God, help us. How are we going to survive? And because of the fear of that. Or maybe the fear of your own abilities. Or maybe you have an accent. And you decide, I'm not going to do this. The Americans won't understand what I'm saying. So I'm not going to obey. What fear do you have? Angela has an accent, I don't. <laughs> that means I'm not going home after service today. <laughs> I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> but make room for him in your life. Make room and give him access to every area of your life. Even before you speak to anyone about what's going on. Let him know by telling him you are making room for him in your life. Now listen to this. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in, a sw in swaddling uh, clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Well, with your heart, your life, that's the end. Make some room. He is born to you. Give him some room so he can come into your, into your life. He had a lowly birth. The place, you know, if I were God, I would let him come through some king so the king will have authority to do something and then he has this royal blood. He already had that. He was born in a stable. Put them there in a manger. A feed trough. You know what that speaks to me? No matter how lowly your birth is. No matter how bad things have been in the family in which you are raised. If you look to it, you destroy yourself. But if you hook up with Jesus, he can take you to the top. Amen. He loves lowly people. He was born that way. You know, wise people still seek Jesus today. Yes. 
everyone in the world is lowly before God. Everyone. Kings, everyone. You're stupid if you don't know it. But God only reveals himself to the wise. Let me say that again. God will not reveal himself to a foolish man. God only reveals himself to the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you fear God and you want to serve God, you're wise. He'll reveal himself to you. Let me read this scripture in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Now after... It's now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. Why didn't they, the Bible say kings came from the east? We think they are kings. Some people say they are kings. Or nobles came from the east. They say him. It was wise men. Wise because they fear God. Even though they were not a part of the family of uh, the people of Israel. They feared God. And in God's mind they were wise men. Wise men still seek him. And if you're wise, you'll seek Jesus. And you seek him every day. If you're stupid, you won't. If you're not seeking him, I just won't say the word. But you are. <laughs> but you seek him. Now, it said, they came from the east. They wanted to know where he was so that they can worship him. They came to worship this baby, this little boy. They saw his star. If you're wise, God will show you his star. And his star will lead you to eternity. His star is that star of David that can transform your life. They came and they wanted to see him and they came to worship but notice what they did and that's where a lot of people are missing it when they came to worship they didn't say we, we want to give him gifts is that what they said no they said we came we want to worship him but in worship they brought gifts a lot of people come to god but they don't have an offering for god they tell themselves i don't have much I can't do this. When you have not really come to worship, when you don't have an offering for God. I'm a pastor. You don't have to give. It's for your own good. You come to God in true worship when you bring Him an offering. The Bible tells us that. We bring an offering to the Lord as we come to worship. In uh, Psalm 96, verse 8, he says, Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering 
and come into his courts. Give unto God, give to God the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and she'll come in. They came to worship him. They were wise men. They knew how to worship God. Amen. And you know, after the worship, angels appeared to them. Man, they saw stars, they star, and then they also heard from angels speaking to them, giving them direction. Amen. So God has that for us. And finally, I want to close with this. The story of the shepherd. The shepherds also were wise. They were out in the field, watching over the flock. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 uh, through 14, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Oh, wait a minute. I thought the baby was born to Mary, right? Why was the, why were the angels, or the, why was this angel telling the shepherds, this son is born to you? Mary gave birth to this son, right? But the angels didn't say the son of Mary, no. This son, he says, I, got, I brought you good news. Great tidings for every people. The people of the world. Because right now, a son has been born to you. He is the Savior. What that means, every man needs a Savior. If you are born and you want to be glad, you want happiness in life, you want to make it in life, you want to be joyful in life, you need a Savior. We constantly need a Savior. He was born to you. Jesus is yours. He's a member of your family. Take him in. Bring your Savior into your family. He was born to you. Today, the angel said, you need to rejoice because right now, this son has been born to you. He belongs to you. He is your Savior. Amen. He's born so you can take him everywhere you want to go. He's your own. I know the relationship we have in my home with my children and mine. Right? But this is the Son of God. Mary knew who she had in her home. And on that day when they needed wine, I don't know how, but she knew. She went to his son. Hey, I know it's not time, but I need you to turn water to wine. She, she didn't know what, how Jesus was going to do it, but she knew the one who was born to her and the Savior. She saved that family from embarrassment that, on that day. They needed wine. Amen. They needed wine. But Mary knew and went to your son and said, they need wine. <laughs> and that's it. And Jesus said, what have I to do with you? Did my time has not come. And she didn't even pay attention to what he was saying. She says, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. And she walked away. I love that kind of faith. Amen. He's mine. I ask, he's going to do it. And Jesus said, oh, okay, get some water. Amen.
Get some water. May he turn your water into wine today at Christmas in Jesus' name. May he do that to you. He is born to you. He is your savior. He's good tidings. That means you can have peace on earth. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. Don't think that I came to bring peace. Even though he's the prince of peace, he gives peace to those who allow him to be born into your family. You can be married today just by receiving him into your life. And he can change your life. Amen? God has a good will for you. Please stand up with me this morning. Good will for your life. I'm going to ask you this morning, all heads bowed. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, or something has touched your heart this morning and you feel I need to make my commitment to Jesus, I want, to be, I want it to be between me and him. I want him in my life. I want my Savior in my life right now. If that's you, can I see your hand up, please? Put your hand up. Put your hand. Thank you so much. Is there any other person? You want Jesus in your life. Thank you. Uh, sometimes we drift away from him, but we can come back to him. If that's you, you want to come back to your Savior. Because you need him to be involved. Maybe there are certain parts of your life. You've not made room or you've told him you can't go there. But you want him in every part of your life right now. Your finances, everything. You want him to have full control. That's you. Can I see your hand up? Not for me, but for him. Let me see your hand up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What I want you to do this morning is this. What's your heart's desire? What do you want God to do for you? We are coming to the close of this year. And we're looking right over to the next year. What is it that you want God to do for you? When we see again, it will be 2011. That will be next Sunday. But I want you to make, tell God this morning what you want him to do for you in 2011. And I want to join my faith with your faith. And I believe God will make that happen for us this coming year. What is it that you need from the Lord? There was this man that wanted, he was blind, he wanted to be healed and he cried Jesus son of David have mercy on me but Jesus asked him what do you want me to do for you you have to let him know bow your heads with me this morning and then tell the Lord what you are believing him for and what you want him to do for you this coming year Thank you, Lord God. Tell him. And let him know that you believe him. And that you trust that what you are asking from 
him will be granted and life will be better for you your family your children your parents this coming year lord i thank you because your word can never return to you void they always accomplish the things for which you sent them so i bless your people today in your name i bless them with all the blessings of god in heavenly places according to your word that that they will have everything that pertains to life and godliness you know the desires of your heart lord they've poured out their hearts to you hear o lord hear from heaven and open the windows of heaven and pour a blessing upon your children let your covenant of mercy be effective in their lives even today lord god thank you father for your love in jesus name and god's people said amen